previously on In the Lamplight. Chris had sent through this massive file which I had on my computer and I said the last thing I need to do now is just get it up onto Facebook for tonight's show, 8 o'clock. And I didn't trust myself to do that. So who do you ring? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Reliable James McManus. James, can you do this for me? Sound, yeah, no bother. Yeah. Sound, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And and James did it. And, you know, I'd be ringing him back saying, is it uploaded yet? I know, Kieran, just, just a little bit longer. You know, he'd never go into any specifics, but it'd just be a wee bit more now. So anyway, he gets back to me about four o'clock and says, it's up, Kieran. it's up. You have nothing else to worry about. Until an hour later. <laughs> he gets back to me about four o'clock and says, it's up, Kieran. It's up. We have nothing else to worry about. Until an hour later. And he says, Kieran, we've got this notice through that uh, Warner Brothers have discovered uh, some copyright infringements oh, on, on your show. And a half, uh, th- this particular time slot on the show is going to be muted in all countries around the world in 252 countries it said like and i looked up wikipedia there's there's less than 200 countries in the world but somehow according to facebook there's 252 but anyway <laughs> but bar 4 right so in every country in the world bar 4 a part of sam and ollie white's song they did a declan o'rourke song i think yeah um and and a part a 30 second segment of their song was going to be muted in every country in the world Bar four. Might just play a bit of that actually, seeing as we're talking about it. When I just wanted to run away, you took my hand and you made me stay. And now there are places I'll never. Bye. 
so James said ah look Kieran, I, I don't know is there anything we can do about this and we rang Luke and we were talking to Luke about it and Luke says look there's software that picks up you know any any anything that sounds too similar to the original track and I was walking around my garden I had to ring Sam and Ollie and say lads they put in a huge effort on their video they did a brilliant video yeah, and I said, yeah, yeah, lads yeah. I'm sorry but there's there's 30 seconds of your of your song going to be muted and I'm not sure there's anything we can do about it now. The video's uploaded, the file is uploaded, we can't, we don't have time to upload it again. And then half five, James McManus rings me back and says, Kieran, you know those four countries we mentioned? Yeah, it's like Burkina Faso, Serbia, something else, and Ireland. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, for whatever reason, this was allowed uh, be you know unmuted in Ireland whereas if you're watching it in the UK or the US or literally any other country in the world I lost uh, those you, couple of seconds you'd lost those couple of seconds yeah so uh, anyway that was uh, that was Team Night 26 very good yeah yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was a ride yeah <laughs> it was definitely a mad ride yeah and I'm it still was. I think I still have a debt of sleep uh, to catch up on <laughs> from from those two weeks yeah. So when Kieran called about Team Night 27, we couldn't wait. <laughs> well, I actually, I have a story about that and I don't, I, I might just wait and tell it when we get on to properly talking about the next Team sure, Night. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It reminds me a little bit of the football days and when you come through something like that, you know, yeah. when you come through a really big championship win on the field with lads, you know, and, and it's like that. You pull together and you do whatever needs to be done on the field to win that game. There's certainly a, you know, there's a bond created from that, you know, and and as we said, I think that's led us to do the podcast. But I also think it's with, with so many other people who were involved in that show, it's just deepened the sort of the trust that you have in these people to produce whatever needs to be done in in the most trying of circumstances. Yeah. You know, and, and whatever about Team Night 27, it had its own strengths and it was it was brilliant in lots of other ways, but it was a little bit easier to record and to film because we didn't have to stick to our own houses by the time July oh, came cool. around. Yeah. Uh, so, so I certainly look back on Team Night Twenty Six with with a certain fondness. Um, do you want to do you want to talk about that phone call now, Luke? About Team Night Twenty Sevens? Is that a good way to lead in, <laughs> to lead into this next this next show? Um, the, the, what I was going to say was, you know, we've we've spoken a couple of times there about me pulling all nighters and stuff, and that's you know that's not us exaggerating. I genuinely were about three or four nights before that first show went out where I actually just didn't sleep and then I'd, I'd go home at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning out of the studio and then get three or four hours sleep and drag myself back out of bed and come down and put in another like 20, 22 hour shift because it had to get, it just had to get done. Um, so when the, when 27 came around and as you say, it was looking like it was just going to be easier. We could put in all this time and we could plan and we were going to be in the Hawkswell, we were going to have space and I wasn't going to be dealing with recordings said to me that other people had done and try and put all these songs together like big digital jigsaws. I was going to be there recording everything. So I was going to have control quality wise over everything and I was going to uh, come home with all these things recorded, knowing how I'd recorded them and having them already put together. So I said, Grant, that's so much easier. I'm going to be able to just sit down and mix. There'll be much less workload on me this time. And it actually, that actually ended up not be the case at all. The workload for the second one. <laughs> the workload for the second one. On the, in the first one, I finished all my stuff 
like two days before the thing. So I went to sleep and then I got up and I had a day of padding between when I finished it and when the show went on. Yeah. Um, I had that day of padding and then I had another sleep and I got up and then that was the day the show was on. That was the first one. On the second one, I finished everything after, again, a string of all-nighters, the morning that the show was supposed to go out. <laughs> I went home that morning at, at about eight o'clock. I got into bed and I slept until about seven o'clock that evening when I got up to go and watch the show. <laughs> nice. The second yeah. one ended up being way yeah. more work despite what I had thought. Yeah. I think it's that like, and even kind of from the video point of view as well, I think it's that there was such a, such a bar set the first time that I think everyone was like, right, this one has to be bigger. It has to be better, you know? Like, it, we, we have more freedom now, so we have no excuses. We got away with little bits the last time, but given the circumstances. But now if we're smart, we can meet in the correct groups and group sizes uh, to record unbelievable stuff. And that's what happens when you put creative people together. They're like, it's going to be unbelievable. But behind all that, it's going to be unbelievable is hours and hours of slog and hard work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. So so the first story about Team Night 27 that I I remember was the day we were meant to go into the Hawkswell to record. I still get nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What happened? <laughs> well, this was, I think we'd Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, say, I think it was those three days down right. to record all the audio and a, and a lot of the video in the Hawkswell Theatre uh, with the band set up and, well, we hadn't, no one had gone in yet, but we had the whole thing ready to go. It was the, I think we were the first people possibly back into the Hawkswell or, or maybe the second group back into the Hawkswell at this stage. And so it was a big deal for Marie and everyone in the Hawkswell to make sure it could be done safely. And they'd put a lot of thought into it. And we were all distanced and wearing masks and sanitizing hands and the whole lot. And on Sunday night, I got a phone call from somebody involved in the in the show. Oh, yes. And and she rang me and she said, Kieran, my sister has been in contact with a close contact of somebody who has tested positive for COVID. Now, at this stage, this was late June, possibly early July, and and numbers were tiny. Do you know, this was the best stage of the whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, numbers were, there was nothing in Sligo for for possibly six weeks or a month or six weeks. There was actually no cases in Sligo for an extended period of time. If COVID was a product you couldn't have bought it off a shelf in Sligo yeah, at that yeah, time. It, yeah, just, it, wasn't, it just wasn't here. It wasn't there here at that, at that stage, yeah. But somehow one of our crew had, had come into some sort of contact. So, so you know, we, we, I remember talking to Sinead, my wife and my dad and Marie and, you know, just saying, what do we do here? And eventually we sort of decided we just can't go ahead. You know, there's a, it's, there was a very small chance you know, the, this the, this girl's sister had been in contact with a close contact of somebody who tested positive. Oh. So it was like a third degree separation from the actual positive test. And just for anyone who might know, your dad is a GP. Is that yes. Yeah. yes, 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 dad's so a you GP. Actually, you had some good, solid family advice, but also from a professional standpoint as well. I did. I had some legal advice, some medical advice, and then professional advice from, from Marie in the Hawkswell, yeah. And so... But eventually we just came to the decision. We, we, you know, much and all as it was a pain to re- try and reschedule all these people who were involved over the next few days, it, it was the only decision to make. We just couldn't take the chance. So that was fine. And at that stage, 
tests were supposed to come back within 24 hours. So this this person rang her GP on, I think it was Monday morning, got a test Monday afternoon around two o'clock. And so, you know, that was Monday written off and, and Tuesday wasn't looking great, certainly Tuesday morning. And so we were just playing the waiting game. And we were all so excited to be, get to play music and get to get in and record. And we were itching to do it. You might have been. I was shitting bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I had lost a day. I had lost a day of this massive recording project. I was like, how? Yeah. Yeah. How in the Jesus are we supposed to get what we had very, very, very optimistically budgeted into three days? Now we've got to do it in two? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, can't well, even re- I can't even remember at that stage. I know I went in an evening in the Hawkswell before we were due to be in there and I set up all the mics and I put out the lamps, my yeah. famous lamps, and yeah. there was rugs and, and I kind of ran as much cables as I, just to save time. I can't remember whether I did that on the Sunday evening or the Monday evening. Right. I can't remember that whether I did it on the Sunday evening to be ready or on the Monday evening just trying to make up for some last time. But I do remember being at home in my bedroom and this was before I had spoken to you, before I knew about this situation. Mm. And I text or rang Marie, Marie O'Byrne, the director of the Hawkswell, um, just about, I think it was like an access time or what time can I get in there tomorrow or this some little tiny thing. Mm. And she rang me back and I thought that was a bit strange because all it needed was just a quick text back. So she rang me back and mm. um, she said, uh, <laughs> have you been talking to Kieran like in the last <laughs> ha- half hour, hour? I was like, no, why? She said, Kieran will be in touch. And I, oh, okay. <laughs> What's going on? And she's like, I I can't, I, Kieran, is, Kieran will be in touch. And I, I, all I could do is say, okay, all right. So she hung up and I was sitting at home going, what's going on? Uh, have And I was trying to think, have I done something? wrong or have I yeah. just, I wasn't supposed to have you're I fired anno- from the project have I, Luke have yeah. I annoyed somebody <laughs> or have I, I like I don't know what the hell was going on and then yeah. you, you rang me to yeah. explain the situation yeah. yeah yeah, which actually didn't make me feel any better it just made me feel a whole lot worse yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we, yeah so we'd lost a day and then it came to Tuesday morning and we were all hoping that maybe the test would be a little bit more efficient and I actually rang two people I knew who were involved in 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 the HSE and I knew had been, you know, not necessarily closely involved in the in 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 in, in the testing side of things, but certainly had had some sort of involvement. And these people both said to me, I said, I'm hoping for the result in 24 hours. And they both said, ah oh, man, not a hope. It's three days at the moment. You know, you'll be waiting, you'll be waiting three days to get the result. And I've been here, oh no. <laughs> we're not a, you know, we're in big bother here. But anyway. The result came in around three o'clock, I think, on Tuesday afternoon, 25 hours later. Very efficient. Thank you to everybody in the testing center. Uh, and it was right. Text the lads. Let's do it. Just the the rush of nervous energy running around us all when we got into the Hawkswell was unreal. It was just, OK, we've got the go ahead. We can go in and do this. And we flew through the first few tunes once we got set up. I was already in town. Actually, I went into Sligo Town and sat in my car in the market yard 
on that day so that the second that text came through yeah. I was going to be ready yeah. I was going to be ready to go in that door brilliant class so that, that was the first main story Rory you were you were you were sort of working in your barber shop for most of these days I think you, you eventually came into to the Hawkswell for for maybe the last recording session I think I remember yeah. you coming in just towards the end and it was great to see you in there I just wanted to see I think I I, I just wanted to see what the general vibe was going to be because I was trying to, I was finding it hard to wrap around my head around the plan that, that he had visually, you know, where it'd be kind of cutting between, in some videos between the Hawkswell and, and uh, on location shoots and then some entirely Hawkswell based pieces and then some entirely not Hawkswell based pieces. So it was just to come in and get a look at, at, at the setup and, and how it was going. But I, de- I definitely, when I got in and saw it all happening and there was definitely, because I mean, at this stage, no more than now. I starved for a bit of crack, you know, and there was like a bit of crack. And I was like, why was I working in the barbershop? What was yeah. I doing? Yeah. Why wasn't I taking this time off to to come yeah. come and have a look, you know? But no, it was ve- very good. Like, and I was delighted I came in and saw it in, in, in motion. There was a lovely moment, actually. I think the very last thing we did in there that night, this was the Thursday night, I think, by this stage. So we'd sort of, we got it done in maybe two, two and a half days in the end. And... Your dad was was the last person we recorded. We'd we'd, we'd right. had we'd had all the choir in, yes. um, uh, singing their parts, and we figured that w- your dad was singing the solo on top of the choir song this time. He was singing the lead vocal. It was I can see clearly now. Yeah, uh, the Johnny that Nash came out song. Sounding whopper. Do I have a little listen to that? Let's yeah, do a little, yeah, let's yeah, do a little yeah. That on. I think I can make it now. So I had asked your dad to come in and sing at the end when we ha- when he could hear the whole track and all of the choir in his ears. And I figured we'd get a, a better perf- vocal performance that way if he could hear the power behind him, you know? So it was yeah, magic. Sure. I remember it was just maybe four or five of us left at that stage and you were watching your dad deliver this cracking vocal. I remember it would just been a lovely moment. Yeah, like th- that's the thing. Me and dad often talk about the team nights. We've had like like some of the best moments together are the team nights singing in front of 3000 people in the car park, singing in Vicar street together, singing, you know, like all of these big uh, performance moments. And it's funny because I had often said 
dad did a lot of musicals and so did I and we hadn't done one together and I was like dad honest to god we have to do one together like you know and it's funny we probably won't do one now he doesn't do an awful lot anymore but we definitely do a lot of of team night stuff together or at least have done and have loads of memories from that so it's not just that but there's loads of moments from the team night so I suppose thanks for that yeah but speaking about like you were saying there about Luke having the choir audio ready like Luke was very excited about one piece cause, and I never saw Luke more excited about a piece I don't think through this entire thing which was dancing in the streets because he played it for every single person that came in he must have just had it ready or I don't know if, if he had just recorded it that day or something there was a but day the, there was a day between like the the first the two days that we did in there and then I think we had like there was a recording day in my house then. And yeah. And then we yeah. went um we went back in. I th- I think I had bits of it ready even when we were in there in the Hawkswell, but I was so buzzing at that stage after the couple of days in there that I had to kind of get home and get into something and get something mixed and done. And that that was the first one I went to because I remembered that during we did three takes of that and during take two I remember sitting there in the chair just going yeah Yeah, that's it your attitude was was just like this is the one there was just energy in that in the room (laughs) on that particular take between Sinead and Jamie and everything everything just hit home on take two I remember sitting there in the room and feeling that energy and that's why I chose it as the first one to get into can we hear it we can hear a bit of it surely here is take two of Dancing in the Streets with Sinead and Jamie. Okay, Strand Hill! Slide Town! Losses Point! Ramsborough! Mahaboy! Teaches Avenue! stuff so that's so what what you just heard there that's what luke was flogging luke was flogging this as the motivational piece for for this theme night he was like come here listen to this little mix i have done and in fairness it was cracking so between between hearing what luke was going to achieve vocally with dancing in the street and also having another class moment with my dad and also seeing what Chris was doing and that lovely setup he had. Yeah, that whole evening that I got to come in and see you doing your thing, lads, was class. So 
Rory, just just continuing on from your point of view, you were working on a lot of the videos that were filmed outside of the Hawkswell. Yeah. So, yes. for example, we did Summer Nights and you went to Mercury, yeah. you went to Mercury Castle. I remember ringing the guys in Mercury Castle asking them could could we put could we could we use a room in in the in the castle and they were very kindly let us use it. Uh, you were all over the county with Neve Crowley and her gang of lads. It was lovely actually. Neve got to because she didn't she, you know, she didn't get to do a final concert with the likes of Fraser Gain, Tom Flanagan, Tom Ryan, you know, these guys who'd been, who are now in sixth year leaving school and have been in the academy with Neve for years. She didn't get to say a proper goodbye to these guys. So she used this team night to, to actually, you know, bring the lads together, Eddie, her son, uh, you know, Noah Canham, Nils Kavanagh, plenty of, plenty of other lads and, and, and just have the crack going around various locations in Sligo, filming 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 some some very funny scenes actually yeah it was such crack and like i mean this is the thing neve always blurs the lines for me of what is possible because i didn't have time to get a few of the shots that were required for her neve overall i suppose directed that idea um, I I went and shot some of the things that I had in my head, but all, the overall idea was Neves, uh, and I was saying like I don't have time to get like thirty different uh, freeze frames and stuff. She's like I'll do it on phones, and she's great for like we were blending together phone footage and then some really high quality footage that I had taken. There's like a drone shot off the side of a cliff, and then there's like like then there's a a phone shot of Neve coming in on a skateboard. So it's kind of trying to blend all them things together. <laughs> But if you watch that video, and I, I, anyone who, if there's any filmmakers watch this, or sorry, listen to this podcast, watch that video, because you'll totally understand what I mean with this whole blend of trying to get a, some kind of cohesive story from somebody on their phone and then you with your camera. So that was a really fun one. I loved that one. It was great crack. So that you'll find that on YouTube under uh, Summer Medley. Is, is, is that the title right. of it, I think? Yeah, 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 you'll find it on YouTube. Team Night 27, Summer Should Medley. Should we uh, have a little listen to some parts of that? Absolutely. A few little snippets through the sections. Here we go. This is Summer Medley from Team Night 27. Sunny one shines so sincere Sunny one so true I love you
That was the summer medley, also featuring, of course, Sam Purcell and Dara Heffernan. And, and, and I guess the the other big one that I remember you working on, Rory, outside of the Hawkswell was Dancing in the Street, the song we were talking about a few minutes ago that Luke was so proud of, yeah. proud of the mix, you know? So our first our first shoot didn't go to plan. A uh, couple of couple of issues surrounding the first shoot. Um, but, okay, so, so we had this plan and it didn't work out. So that was a Sunday and there was about maybe 10 days left uh, to, 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 until the show at this stage. Yeah. And, you know, it knocked a few, it knocked me back, certainly, just a bit of the stuff that happened around that first shoot. And it took me a day or two to come around. But on the Tuesday evening, Rory, I gave you a shout and I yeah. said, uh, okay, we need a new plan. We need, to, we need <laughs> yeah. to record something else. Uh, this is the finale of the show. It has to be big. It has to be mega. Uh, our initial plan is not going to happen. So we need something else. Uh, so I said, Rory, I'm going to go into town. This was around, this was probably half 10 or 11 at night. And I said, Rory, I'm, he- I'm heading into town just to, to see can I find anywhere that might work as a night location, maybe for a night shoot. And you yeah. said, uh, Kieran, where are you? Could you swing by Colooney and, and pick me up? <laughs> that, yeah, that was it. That so, was it. Turn, turn back out to Colooney, picked Rory up, and, and we were cruising around town for about an hour, uh, around half 11, 12 o'clock that night. We found a couple of cool locations. Yeah, like, I mean, that's to, the reason I wanted to come with you is look, we know the first shoot didn't go to plan. So, and then my head, my brain wasn't working as to how we could resolve that because I had almost in my mind committed to one style of video. And then you had said, we're going to go in. And then, then you were saying, I was thinking maybe at night might be a good idea. We had kind of both come to the consensus that using a lesser amount of people was probably a good idea. But what could we do? Like, what what could we do? And as we're driving around, like I'm starting to get more and more buzzed about it. And that's why I needed to be there with you. Cause it was just like, we come down a side street and it really was, it felt like, I don't know that it felt like, felt like there was, there was like a bit of a drive behind it. Like you'd say, what's in here? Like, and you go into a street you've never been in before, yeah. or do you know what I mean? Or what's up here and spin around and bounce ideas off. And once, once we found the location, I, 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 once I, once we drove into into the place th- that we used as the final location for that video, which you can see uh, on Team Night Twenty Seven Dancing in the Street. If you want to see that location, just go to YouTube. Uh, Kieran Quinn Music Team Night Twenty Seven Dancing in the Street. And that once I saw that location, I was like, "Boom! We can definitely, definitely do something here. Hundred percent." But we needed lights. Yeah. <laughs> so the problem was that the location was perfect, but we were going to shoot at night. So we needed not just lights. We needed tons of lights and we needed like really strong lights to, to be able to fill out that scene as best as possible to be able to show off the street that we had found. So (laughs) here, on on you go, man. (laughs) Story of the lights. The lights. I mean, I rang a couple of mates of mine who, who, who work in construction. Um, and I said, you don't know where we could get, these really powerful floodlights by any chance. You know, I'd seen them used on building sites before, I suppose. Uh, sorry, just this location, just for anyone who doesn't know, is at the top of Union Place there. It's it's by the the railway hostel. There's a lovely yes. little, there's a, a sort of a, a parking area there. And we had, you know, we we'd, it's, it's up this lovely little side street, right, right parallel to the dual carriageway. I think it was kind of cut off 
by the dual carriageway. Correct. Wasn't it? Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Lovely little spot. And I'd never been there, certainly since the dual carriageway had been built. I'd probably been there beforehand, uh, but seen it in a different guise. Anyway, so I was I was ringing, uh, ringing around anyone I, I knew. Who? Where can I get these lights? So GPS plant hire. I, I, I hope I have that name right. I'll double check it. Uh, down by Finistlin in Sligo, uh, I, I, I rang them and I, I rang them at about four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. And I said, have you got any lights uh, that we could use for a video shoot? <laughs> I'm not sure they'd heard this request before, but the, your man said, uh, look, we'll see what we can do for you. But get in here. We're closing. It's Friday. We're closing a quarter to five. So I had to leg it out to Strand Hill because, you know, my car doesn't have a tow bar. I had to go out to Strand Hill. My brother-in-law, Porig Prunty, has a Jeep. So fair play to Porig, lent me the Jeep. Straight back in. James McManus, of course. Reliable James in the car <laughs> with me at this stage. Uh, for for all, all your needs, James McManus. So uh, out, back into back into this plant hire place at the end of Finistlin. Hitch the lights on. It's this big, massive trailer, you know. It has a generator and, and, and like floodlights hugely powerful floodlights that you can raise on this adjustable uh, uh, sort of rod. Hydraulic arm. Yeah, yeah hydraulic yeah. arm that comes out of the generator and it's a, it's a, it's a beast of a yoke. Anyway, <laughs> drive, driving home to Ransborough with these lights, parking them in the driveway, hiding them behind one of my uh, Sinead's car in case anyone saw them from the road and wanted to try and steal them over the weekend because the, the, the shoot wasn't happening until Sunday night. Anyway, Sunday night comes and Sinead says, come on, I'm going to come with you tonight, you know, just to make sure everything goes all right. I'll be an extra pair of eyes and ears there for you. I said, brilliant, come on, let's do it. And I presume uh, so, at this stage you had like, had had just talks with like the guards and, and, and various kind of bits and bobs of authorities to make sure that people knew this was happening and that everything was, was golden. Yes. Well, well, rem- thanks for reminding me, Luke. Yes, we had we'd spoken to the guards, I'd spoken to the county council. Uh, I had left notes in the houses. I'd spoken to the man in the railway hostel uh, and got his all clear. He told me there's people living in houses two, three and four on this street. Uh, so I dropped notes into the houses. Telling the guy we in were- the railway hostel even gave us power. He yes. gave us access to power. Like, he so gave he us was ac- really super helpful. Yeah, for sure. And dropped notes into the houses and, you know, really trying to tick every box. May I also just say Sarah Middleton, you know, once we had this, once we had this, this location sorted, Rory. My next phone call was to Sarah Middleton. Yes. Uh, saying, we need dancers and we need choreography. And can you, can <laughs> yeah, you do yeah. this in, in a matter of days? Yeah, Sarah yeah, says, yeah. Sarah, Sarah says, Kieran, let's, you know, her attitude was just so good as well. It was the same as, as you, Rory, when I asked you to do the choir video that time, it was like, Kieran, whatever needs to be done, I'm going to do it. Uh, she was so determined to make this work and it was brilliant to have Sarah on board as well. So she got six uh, six girls, taught them to dance virtually. You know, she recorded herself doing the dance, sent the videos around to the six girls. They learned to dance. Like unbelievable stuff going on all week to make this video work. It comes to Sunday evening. I'm in Porig's Jeep again. We're, we're driving in from Ransborough. Uh, by Skull Ursula there uh, with the Jeep, with, with the lights Um you know, on the, on the, on hitched onto, hitched onto the, the, the tow bar at the, at the, at the back of the Jeep and a, a Garda van, we were coming one way at Skull Ursula and a, and a Garda van is going the other way. And, uh, uh, Porig's, Porig's Jeep is an English reg, right? So we were driving along and, uh, the guards, 
Sinead's looking in the wing mirror and she says, Karen, the guard van is turning round. And I said, all right, great. Uh, just, <laughs> just, just what we need. So we, 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 got to, we got to the train station and we got to the traffic lights there, just past the train station at, at uh, opposite Coach Lane there. And we're turning left just to get down to Union Place and the guarded van pulls up behind us. No siren or anything yet. Uh, but once we got onto the dual carriageway, turn left, he puts on the siren, uh, you know, so I had to pull in. And, and where I pulled in, Rory, I think, there's a little, a little area you can pull in just behind the wall leading you, you, so so between I could see you yes so between I where i was you. there was just a wall between us you yes. were just the far side of that wall and i was the far side of that wall going is there anything else can go wrong with this effing <laughs> shoot for god's i didn't and know not what just was happening. a squad car a bloody van yeah, yeah like, and like a, a heap of lads <laughs> in it i was like it's like it's like they've called the, the swat team on quinner yeah. on his way to like just drop off lights. or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he had seen this english reg jeep and and these lights on a Sunday evening when there's not much construction happening and he and this fella you know hadn't been given you know hadn't been in touch with anyone in the Garda station or anything like that and he so he stops me and says what's going on here I said right this is what's going on I've been in touch with, with your colleagues in the station uh, we're just going across the wall there to do a video shoot tonight we've got the clearance uh, and thankfully Thankfully, there was nothing more said, you know, because as you said, at this stage, everyone was up to high dough. We just wanted to get the <laughs> shoot done, get something, you know, workable that we could use for the finale of, of this show coming up. Rory up the top of the street. Right, I'm being punked, am I? Where's Ashton? Come on. Honest to God, I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really thought that the, it was a joke. Uh, like, I was like, it, how how would they pull him, like, directly outside the wall where yeah. I'm standing waiting on him? And I'm yeah. already nervous, you know, it's night time, there's a lot of pressure on this shoot. I'm yeah. just like, can we get these frigging lights in till we see? Because we hadn't, excuse me, we hadn't camera tested these lights yet. Mm. Or we hadn't even seen if they'd work. They were cool, but we didn't see if they'd work. And then you got pulled in and I thought, nope, pack up the gear. I'm going home. I've had yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got around. We got the lights set up. And then the lights were so strong. They yeah. were so strong and we needed them high. And so we sort of thought, okay, are these shining? These are shining onto the dual carriageway now. Is yeah. this is this a, a traffic hazard or is this gonna yeah. is this gonna negatively affect the ability of drivers on this road to see what they're doing? A, a main yeah. thoroughfare through Sligo. So again, rang the guards. We we took a couple of spins up and down ourselves. You know, it was unclear. We weren't we you know, we said okay, there's probably two ways you could look at this. One, they're very bright. Two, um, you know, they're bright, but you you know, you can still see what's happening on the road. And so rang the guard station again. Again, fair play to the guards. A fella came down straight away, had a look, took a couple of spins up and down the road. Says, do you know, it's nothing worse than you'd see in the showgrounds. I'm happy. I'm happy for those uh, to be used. And so yeah. we said, thank you very much. And and on we went with the shoot. Yeah, yeah. You know, you were in heaven that night, Rory. And, and uh, once you got over the, the sort of initial, oh, is, is this actually going to happen? You, you, were, you were loving the buzz of a sort of a nighttime shoot, weren't you? Well, look, after we got, that was without a doubt, I think, like, not not performance-wise or anything, just, just filmmaking-wise and how the video turned out, I think possibly my favourite video I've made. Right. Um, and I think 
the reason for that being was that there was this kind of adrenaline behind it with all that we've explained beforehand. But then Sarah Middleton comes in with six or seven dancers who are unbelievable at their craft. And we also have Sinead, we have Jamie up the front. Uh, now, admittedly, they're like for the shoot, they're miming along to what they had already recorded. But as we said, Luke's pure, like, like awfully excited with this song and the dancing is happening. And just everything seemed to flow perfectly fr- from there on out. I just thought it was class and even editing together that video i was like this one's a cracker i'm delighted with it in the end you know yeah yeah it was a relief it was a relief to get it done that's uh that's your you know memories of that night do you want to know my (laughs) do you want to know my memories of that night yeah go on go on go on uh you were in the studio flat out weren't you really wanted to go and i'd been hearing (laughs) i've been hearing this plan cooking for a few days and we've got lights and we've got dancers and it's going to you know and this was going to be a really cool thing and i knew where you were doing it and knew when you were doing it and you know you know you picked up the lights on friday and we kind of knew what was happening and at that stage i was optimistic i was kind of looking at what i was working at and i was kind of thinking my workload's okay. I'm I'm fairly plowing through, and you know I'm I'm going to go in, and I'm just going to hang around and see this thing and enjoy it. Um, no, 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 no. When it got to when it got to Sunday night, I was every bit as bogged under, or felt every bit as bogged under as I did when I handed the choir video off to Rory in the first team night, and I was sitting here going, I I actually can't afford to go. I can't afford to get the time into it. So I sat here stewing, mixing on something and I knew you were all in there doing that cool <laughs> video shoot and uh, it was torture. I really would have loved to get in. Oh, it was. I really wanted to get in and see that. Yeah, we had a few visitors amazing. actually. We had a few visitors in that night. It was lovely people calling in at various stages of the evening. Um, so yeah, anyway, that, that all came off. We got the show out that Thursday. It was, you know, I think by that stage, it was summertime. There were sort of pubs, there were restaurants open, and 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 I think the the impact of it was probably not quite as big as the impact of what we did in April was. Mm, but yeah. but in other ways, this was a bigger. I, I view it as a sort of a bigger achievement uh, because of the size of what we took on. You know, these yeah. were these were all like six, seven, eight instruments: string sections, horn sections, backing vocals videos outside the Hawkswell, feature length music videos, you know, so looking back, uh, you know, it's certainly, you know, I'm every bit as proud of that one, even though the impact probably wasn't as big as Theme Night 26. I think the 26 just came at that perfect time. The novelty of of being stuck in, in your houses had, had worn off on a lot of people. That first few weeks, you're kind of, geez, this is great. I can sit in bed all day. I don't have to go to work. You know, people got that forced break from life, that forced break from the grind. And I know for me, that was nice. But after three weeks or so, it, it was boring and it was stale. And I missed being able to get out and about and see people and stuff. So I think the first one came along just at that perfect time that people were desperate for something different to do in their evening rather than just sitting down and watching the telly or or doing what they've been doing, stuck in their houses every evening for a couple of weeks up to that point. It yeah. was just perfect timing. And yeah. as you say, in the second one, then the restaurants were open, the bars, no, pubs weren't open as such at that point, but places that served food were, and people were out and about and the evenings were longer and, and yeah. it yeah. was it was just slightly different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was, 
that was great chatting through all that with you lads some great Absolutely. memories from from team night 26 and 27 some amazing memories um and and nice to get to know people that we had been you know doing these team nights with for years in a, in a different forum and see people working in different ways that you don't get to see them operate at the team nights you know that was that was cool um and also there were people involved who have only maybe done a one or two team nights before but yeah. to get to see them a whole lot of team nights. Um, and I think a, a great example of that for me was Barry Brennan in y- Team yeah. Night 27. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but Barry just has the fairy dust. Mm. <laughs> Barry yeah. has Barry has the fairy dust in buckets. When, when Barry Brennan sings, I just want to listen. Um, mm. When he, when he moves and, and performs, like Barry doesn't sing with his voice and his mouth. Barry sings mm. with his whole body. Mm. and you just have to watch Barry. You can't not watch Barry. And For sure. there's just something about him. As I say, he has the fairy dust. Um, and for me, I know I talked about the energy in the room when Sinead and Jamie were doing dance in the street, but also just the energy in the room sitting, watching Barry watching Barry go from where I was recording from. So I think of, of all of the videos and, and songs from from both shows, just from a pure musical performance standpoint, I Barry Brennan blew me away. Will we, will, away. We, will we listen to a little bit of Barry's performance? Let's have a little listen because it's worth yeah. it. The colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people passing by. Wonderful stuff. That is just gorgeous. And Brackets. yeah, full of fairy dust, as you say, Luke. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just like to I just like to to tie up one loose end from earlier in the show. Uh, I was talking about the choir song Flying Without Wings and and you know being slightly underwhelmed by the audio when it when when I got it. Um but Luke, in fairness to you, you called it spot on. When the video came back, and this was Rory said to me, Rory says, Kieran, I would like 12 more hours at yeah. least at this video. <laughs> so what you're getting is not perfect, but it's the best I can do in the time I have had. And yeah. I said, that is 100%. And I sat, this is Wednesday morning, the night, the day before the show went out. 
and around nine o'clock, uh, you guys had always been up all night, and I got the I woke up, got the video, had a look at it, bit of quiet time, and and I there were tears in my eyes, lads, just watching that video, uh, seeing everybody, seeing the footage, the effort everybody had gone to to record this. Uh, Owen Troy and his wife I Anne. I was just about to say Owen we're, and Anne. We're all we're video. all rotating our arms here, <laughs> and like airplanes. Everybody uh, obviously can't see this, but we're on Zoom right now, and all yeah. three of us at the same time just started moving <laughs> yeah. our arms Maeve, from side to side. Maeve McGowan with her two children. Um, so many beautiful images, and the way you put them together, Rory. I, you know, it was so creatively done and so tastefully done, and and just exactly what I was hoping for from the moment I picked this song as the choir song. So, and so that adorable clip at the end as well of Vanessa. And yes, with baby Alex. I, lads, oh, yeah. like, okay, let's, let's, let's break down the magic for a second. I Go saw on. that clip and I was like, boom, ending, class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have an ending. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, like, I was going through the files and I was like, I need something. I need like a bit of a, a heart jerker, a, like a little bit of a tear jerker given the current climate. Yeah. A mom and a child. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, so, I mean, that that for me, I think, was, was a huge, huge moment. Uh, just seeing that video for the first time, it was, so the relief just poured out of me, I think. You know, just everything that had been building up over the few weeks. And, you know, it was like that feeling I, I spoke about with Aileen when her voice, when I heard her voice the first time, for the, you know, it, but it was magnified because this was the end. This was the big nut, the big number that I wanted to work above all others. And, and it did. And you both, lads, you both came through and so many other people came through, you know, the band, uh, uh, Neve doing the string and horn arrangements and look I could go on but just just that we all that people pulled together that, that that was it you know in in the times that they were and and everybody who, who who contributed you know it was just it was humbling and it was we all felt the momentum building as we said we all felt the effort people were going to what it meant to everybody to produce something and yeah. and anyway it's, it, I'll certainly never forget those two theme nights, no matter no matter how many we do over the next few years. For sure, I totally agree. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, am- amazing memories and very, very positive memories, even though they were born out of horrible, difficult circumstances that none of us ever really thought that we would face in our lifetimes. Mm, yeah. But, but there was still something tremendously positive and happy about them. And I remember sitting down to watch the first one at home and as we said with Aileen like a lot of us there was only two or three of us who were involved who had actually seen everything or heard mm. everything before it went up I had heard everything I hadn't seen everything but I felt as much buzz sitting down to watch the first one at home as I would normally feel backstage in the Hawkswell before we go on just because we, we were all extremely proud of what we had created and we were all I think excited to see it go out into the world and and see people's comments and see people's reactions and and especially for that first one just hope that it made people's evenings a little bit easier and just brought mm. a smile to people's faces when we were all stuck in our houses yeah that was lovely yeah, yeah. for sure so look lads i think that's it for 2020 that is definitely the end of season 1 that is our end of year special the next time you hear from us here at in the lamplight will be in 2021 with the start of season two, we have a little bit of talking, a little bit of planning to do, and a little bit of waiting to see 
what uh, we are allowed to do over the next few months. But look, we will figure something out, no doubt. And we look forward to getting stuck into that in the new year. Thank you again to Aileen, Aileen Kincannon for coming in, for writing that song, for performing it so beautifully. And thank you to everybody who has listened to In The Lamplight so far. Uh, we have really enjoyed putting it together for you all, for ourselves. Um, and look, we, we, we look forward to, to lots more music, lots more chat uh, and lots more creativity in 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. At least we got a Happy New Year out of you this time. We didn't have to pull it out of you like we had to pull out the Happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're glad now that we made you say Happy Christmas in the last one because this isn't a really a Christmas special now, is it? No. Well, look, if I hadn't have said it, I mean, my my life would have been incomplete. My life would have been incomplete, Luke, if I didn't get to Christmas say it. Christmas would have been over. Yeah. Christmas would have been, been over. Uh, the, yeah. the whole year would have been fecked all together. Yeah, it would have been ruined. <laughs> <laughs>